Hi, I'm Phil. I'm a compulsive reader. Grateful to be here this evening. I'll leave my phone number at the end of the recording. I currently live in New York City, across the river from Manhattan in Long Island City. I'm originally about 60 miles south of Buffalo, New York, or Niagara Falls. And I grew up in a place where the cows outnumbered the people in the town. I now live in one of the biggest cities in the world, and it was quite a shock to me. But as for my eating problem, that started all the way back on the farm. So when I was um, born, my parents had very bad habits, so they ate very poorly. And my mother burned everything that she could. Therefore, my diet consisted of mostly fast food. And that was pretty much how I learned how to eat. And early on, I also didn't really connect, although it took a lot of work in the steps, because this is a 12-step program, um, to truly understand that I didn't really have connection as a child. I was an only child. I only had myself. Um, I suspect that my mother didn't, mostly my father, and I suspect that there was some sort of deal between them to where my father would raise me because he wanted kids and my mother never did. She never wanted the responsibility for me. At least that's what I've been able to put together through lots of writing exercises and using the tools in the program. So from a very young age, I was rejected. And when I felt rejected, I ended up going to the natural solution as a kid, which is food. So I ate and ate and ate, and I gained a lot of weight. So I was the biggest kid in my class by the time I was in kindergarten. I have lots of photos of me young. I was a very sad-looking kid. I don't really remember much of my childhood. Um, the more I've dug into my childhood, the more I've realized how little I remembered about it because I literally just numbed it all out with food. And food is a very powerful substance, although I didn't really realize how powerful it was until I initially was um, geared by my first sponsor and program all the way back in 2019 to read the big book cover to cover. And in here it says, phenomenon of creating. And then in the Jay Walker talks about getting a thrill, but also after I eat food, I feel really tired. Food numbs me out, yet it gives me a thrill because when I eat food, it's supposed to stimulate me. So if I'm getting both a stimulant and a sedative at the same time, then ultimately I'm going to be powerless against it. So this addiction started very early for me. By the time I was in college, I was 400 pounds, um, and I barely could walk across the room, let alone the campus. The buses were a godsend. I went to college in Buffalo where it was really cold. And I could walk outside in the middle of winter with shorts on because I had so much fat around my legs that it insulated me. And, you know, that for me at least wasn't what I wanted to be. And I was incredibly shameful about this, but I just kind of covered it up with all the jokes. When I would break chairs in college, I can remember that I would just laugh it off and say, there goes another chair. And I would play it down because that was kind of my defense for the shame. Also, part of my childhood, I had a seizure at 13. Um, 
So that was my first medical episode. I lost consciousness. Not much is really known outside of my doctor suspected it was sugar. So that was my first clue that I should maybe distance myself from these poisons. And I do look at sugar as a poison for me today. And I have been sugar-free since 2021, I want to say, so like a couple of years now. I distanced myself from the fast food and fried food back in 2019 when I first came into the program because that was the major substance of choice for me to numb things out. But ultimately, you know, I've I've been every weight in the book, but once I got up in kindergarten to the high weight of the class, I was always on a very high end. I was a very husky kid. Um, as a child, I had a few huge binges, and those foods today, which are candies, I cannot even smell without being nauseous. So I completely ruined entire groups of food for myself when I was really young that lasted today. So. You know, little by little, I was ruining my life. Also, my parents never eat out, so my first experience at a restaurant was when I turned 17. I went with my aunt, and I ordered two entrees because I was afraid that one entree wouldn't be enough. When I got to 400 pounds, I had a 67-inch waist or so, and that was huge. And I still have the pants. They're really huge on me. You know, today I sit somewhere around 260, 270. I don't really pay much attention to the number because I learned in program. If I focus on the weight, I'll lose the recovery. But if I focus on recovery, I'll lose the weight. So I try not to make that number my higher power, but I do know I am a 100-pound winner, and I'm very fortunate I got away from that really severe heavy weight that I was at where I could barely move because it was killing me. Um, there are some medical issues that lasted throughout this. So with the arteries in my neck is 50% blocked. Um, hopefully it's reversing now that I'm at a lighter weight, but you know, I've learned that I have to give that up to God through program. So ultimately, you know, all of this really qualifies me to to where I can say that one, I'm a compulsive overeater and I cannot manage my own life. I'm completely powerless over everything. And the more I get into program and the more that I really work this stuff, the more powerless I realize I am. And when I read the big book the first time, it really pointed out a few things to me. So the first was this idea of I have a phenomenon of creating, that I'm getting both a sedative and a thrill from the food. And one of the biggest paragraphs, and Bill even italicizes it in the book on page 24, which is, I have lost the power of choice of drink, as he says. In my case, drink and food, I've lost the power of choice, period. Like, there are so many addictive behaviors I see myself going to, that there are days where I ask God, like, what's the least damaging? So sometimes, you know, I might just play a game on my iPhone because, you know, that's the least damaging because the food is so much of a killer. So if I spend a few hours, you know, I'll allow myself to enjoy a game a little bit compulsively because that won't kill me as quickly. So it's about picking my battles and I pray to God every single day. 
But, you know, for step one, at least, I'm completely powerless over this, and I'm not going to be able to solve it myself. If I could have, I would have when I was in college back in 2006, 2007, taking a course in nutrition sciences, learning how to eat properly and live properly. I had a dog when I was young. He would go running for the food dish. And for me, at least, you know, I had no clue why I couldn't connect with Santana was the same. Um, I had no clue. But when I came into program, I found people that talked just like me. And that was really step two about there is a solution. And when I started looking around the rooms, I saw people that I identified with, that I could really connect with in a way where, you know, I felt like I was disconnected from everyone forever. And that's when I started really realizing I have a spiritual malady at heart. And maybe you know, in the program, they talk about the physical, emotional, and spiritual aspects of the program. You know, as I've worked the spiritual league of the program, the emotional, mean mental health, and the physical, my physical health, have come back into a realm where I can manage them better. But it's not really me, it's really God that gives me that power. So I have to turn everything over to God every single day, and that's really what I believe has helped me distance myself from these poisonous food groups, for me at least. Um, there's other groups that make me fatigued at times, and I understand that today because I've really worked step one around powerlessness. It's really interesting once I got to the big book because on 62 it says, so our troubles we think are basically of our own making. And this here is where I really have to work step three, and I have to understand that I create every single problem that I experience. I live in my own head, I'm selfish at times. I'm self-centered. No, I have all the bewilderments, or at least that's why I think they're called in the book. Um, and I said, you know what? Well, maybe I need outside help. So I got a sponsor. I started writing about this. And that really started putting things into perspective because I realized that I was running the show. And the big book puts it in black and white, saying I tried to run the show. And what's my problem? I'm self-centered, you know, egocentric these days. And yeah, I'm very egocentric. That's the way I was working when I first went through this. But it also said on page 58, rarely have we seen a person feel who has thoroughly followed our path. And later on, I even realized that, and it was told to me through several sponsors, that Bill only argued that he might change one word in the entire book if he was to change one, the word rarely, because he was thinking maybe never, or at least that's what I've been um, told by others in the program. And, you know, I believe that if I can really be honest and do the work thoroughly, I can recover. And as I have done that, I have indeed gotten the recovery and program. And I am a hundred pounder, but more than a hundred pounds is I got emotional recovery. So for instance, a few weeks ago, I was really angry at my boss at work because he didn't want to come out to a um, gathering with us just to do some team morale. He didn't want to join us for lunch, something very simple. And he's not a compulsive reader, but he only focuses on work. I was even, you know, go as far as saying he might be a little obsessed with work, 
you know, because that's his entire life, but who am I to say? Once again, I'm powerless. I have to let that go. But I was resentful. And then I had to do a mini step for inventory. It's given me tools like the step for inventory to say, well, where am I at fault here? Well, when I really my resentment, you know, it turned out that some of my character defects came up again, like I was trying to control. You know, and it even says in the big book that these character defects don't just go away. They just keep popping up over and over again. And this is the case for me. But what I found was, you know, I was also thinking self-pity, which is a new one that I don't really see very often until recently I started seeing it more. But I remember the phrase in program at one point I heard, pour me, pour me, pour me a drink. And that's what I was really doing. When I started seeing his perspective and trying to put myself in his shoes, guess what? The resentment lifted. And that was God's help. It was working with the sponsor. It was doing writing. But this program really works to where now I'm back on good terms with him. And you know what? I was the one suffering. He was he slept fine that night, I'm sure. It's where for me, I stayed up for two hours over it. But I have a whole program to where I feel connected to people. I have a program where I can work through these resentments. It's where when my boss goes off on his tangents, I see him living in that resentment for weeks and months on end. You know, and do I want to live that way? No. I want to be happy, joyous, and free as the program teaches me. You know, and that means being free of fear, living in the gratitude, and being free of the obsession towards the food. You know, and the more and more I work this program, the more I realize how these character defects come up, and then I can pray to God. I can talk to a sponsor or a trusted elder. You know, and I can let go of this stuff that keeps eating me because this stuff eats me, and then I want to numb out. And that's my disease at play. But when I work this program, the food can't call because I'm working through the emotions. I'm letting the emotions live within me. I've also noticed over time that certain emotions create different food cravings. Like if I'm angry, I want something crunchy. Or if I'm fearful, I want something smooth and creamy. So these emotions are very much tied to food. So as I work the program in the resentment, and I start owning up to my actions in step nine, which is really the amends and forgiveness process. What I find, is that a five minute? You, uh, oh, this one's about to come in. You have five minutes, uh-huh. Perfect, thank you. So with the step nine part, you know, what I understand is I have to own up to my side of the street because that's the only thing I can change. And I can only really change my reaction. And that's through working steps. And that's what comes through in the promises. And what's even pointed out to me, the promises don't say that I'm going to have financial insecurity. It says that I will lose the fear of it. And I don't fear financial insecurity today. I am willing to stand up for myself. Yes, there are days, and I was even talking to my sponsor earlier today because I've been doing a whole new round of step work in a completely different way with the big book in hand. And it was pointed out to me that sometimes I tried to be a chameleon to fit in and belong. 
And that's a form of people-pleasing to the extreme. And I see that character defect in my mother, too, but it was transitioned on to me. But if I was, wasn't doing the steps, if I wasn't doing any of this work, I wouldn't be mature enough to understand where I'm being immature. So this program really also taught me how to grow up and how to speak for myself, how to ask questions, how to pray to God, how to meditate. You know, and that's really what steps 10 and 11 are about for me. You know, praying, meditating every single day, I get on my knees and I pray. And then finally with step 12, and really, you know, it ties into tradition 12 too, which is the spiritual component of the program. The big book is really, at least in my eyes, a book about service. When I get out of my own head and I become a service to somebody else, I find that the food obsession balances out and other obsessions in my life balance out also. And I become a lot healthier overall. Is it perfect? No. But I'm not meant to be perfect in God's eyes. I'm meant to carry out God's will. And that's why I ask every single day to God to show me where to go and to have me say what I need to say and have me do what I need to do if it's God's will for me. And ultimately, when I ask for that, I get the answers. It's truly amazing. And they don't come instantly. They come over time. But I have plenty of evidence of God working in my life today because I've worked the steps and I have a sponsor and I work the program. It's really helped with, you know, maintaining weight loss. It's really helped with maintaining my sanity and working with others. So, you know, my life is full of, you know, stuff that happens constantly. You know, I get very busy at times. This week has been busy for me. But ultimately, I've learned that when I try to get out of my own head and be of service, that's when the food calls the least. And that makes life a lot more manageable just for that moment, which I consider a daily reprieve. Because I know this disease wants me dead. I know it'll come back. But ultimately, today, I have that connection. I have that love. I have that self-love. And I'm a lot more mature today and a better adult than some of the people I know that are much older than me. I'm only 35. So this program saved my life and it taught me how to live better. And I'm just so grateful for it. And, you know, if there's a newcomer on the line tonight, I would say, you know, the same thing that everyone else says, which is keep coming back because this program does work when I'm willing to work it. And even if I'm not willing to work it, I'm just willing to come to a meeting I feel so much better after I get off a meeting or go to a meeting. So with that, I'll leave it here. I look forward to hearing what everyone else has to say. My phone number, if you want to reach out to me, is 716-801-0890. You can call or text anytime. My phone is muted if I can't answer. So thanks so much for having me.